Radio shouting. You know, my CD somehow, you know, bootlegger, shout out to them. Made it overseas. Yeah. So I get over there, and they handed me the CD, like, sign this. Mm-hmm. How the hell did this get over here? I ain't sending it over here. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So a lot of that is just, you know, I salute the mixtape game. Yeah. Because when you make that classic mixtape, man, they just sit with people, sit with people's hearts, and they also kind of go together with memories. Yeah. Hey, cut up the station. It's about that time for Fila. Most likely he a small fry if he was stamp by Beehive. It's one in one station only. They got the streets on fire. So please do not touch the dial. Cut with Fina, go live. Yeah, you know we live from 285, man. And of course, you know it's your boy Beehive. Radio shouting, man. Stepping in the building, I got my big homie, my hood rich partner, DJ Screen. What's long, good long, with it, man? Long time coming for two player partners to sit down and chop it hey. up. What's, what's good, brother? I mean, feeling good, feeling great, man. I mean, I see you out here gripping grain nowadays. That's, that's what we're doing, man. We're we, we embracing our, uh, our southern roots. You know yes, what I'm saying? Sir. Y'all might, you might see my mouth. You know mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's a blessing, man. It's, it's, it's just a real dope record. Shouts to Corey Moe, Big Crit, Scotty ATL, 8 Ball. You know what I'm saying? It's just. It's one of the records that was just inspired by just riding around one day listening to the pimp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and Corey Mo just gives it that stamp because he actually produced for the pimp. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? So exactly. Shout out to him. And it's just a blessing, man. Everybody out there rocking with it, and, and, and I love it. I mean, how you feel being out here moving independently now with the record and stuff and how folks embracing it? Yeah, nah, it's love, man. You know, I parted ways with the major label. You know what I mean? Everything's still all good with MMG. I was just with Ross a little while ago. You know what I mean? But, uh. It's it's cool, man. You know what I mean? I, I got to do a lot more work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I got to wake up a little earlier, sleep a little later. <laughs> but hopefully at the end of the uh, the end of the day, the check will be a little better. That's right. You know That's I mean? right. I could definitely <laughs> dig that. Now, I mean, yeah. getting into DJing and being a DJ and then getting that major co-sign and then being able to have a platform strong enough to maneuver independently now. Yeah, yeah. How has that transition been for you? Nah, it's dope, man. It's like uh, I think the relationships I built, man, like just keeping it 100 with people and just yeah. being – genuine with people t- telling them what it is whether it's good or bad mm. just kind of has paid off over years and years mm-hmm. and years you know what i'm saying people respect me for that you know what i mean so it's been a lot of support from top to bottom from djs bloggers mm-hmm. um art- artists that been calling me it's gonna be some real cool records coming out next Ooh. year i can say that you know Ooh. what i mean so uh it's a blessing bro i mean the brand itself though scream hood rich how have you been able to keep it so relevant all this time, man? Yeah, I, I definitely can't take credit, man. When you got people like myself, shouts to my partner Rip, Spin, yep. Swamp Izzo, Pretty Boy Tank, Black Bill Gates, DJ Princess Cut. You know what I'm saying? You get, you see what I'm getting at? It's like yeah. Everybody put in their work, you know what I'm saying? But see, that's a team of hard hitters over there too, though, man. It, yeah. Now one of them DJs you just mentioned play around at all. Exactly. And when you come to the brand, one thing we do do is we we, we – uh, we kind of tell people, like, put in that work. Yeah. Because that work is what's going to pay. Like, you can take a shortcut. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can buy your way in. You can create some hype and not be real or whatever the case is. When you put in that work, yeah. it might take a little longer, but you're going to have a foundation. You're going to last. You know what I'm saying? So we instill that in our DJs over at Hoodrich. And then, you know, I think the most important thing is that everybody genuinely loves what they do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like we love this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we lived this mm-hmm. before the before it was for a dollar. Like we did this. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I think that shows and everybody's working is dope. But I mean, I think it's a lot easier to love it too when the brand is that strong. Those two are uh, scream. And with that being said, when was it? And what was the tipping point for you when you realized that you know what this hood rich wasn't just the idea that I had. This thing is actually manifested into something yeah. that I can get some bread off of. Uh, well, you know, uh, the the first time was probably locally when when it was just like, 
I'll be calling Rip. I'm like, bro, uh, um, somebody in my neighborhood playing like a, a hood receipt. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, my neighborhood too, bro. He all the way on the other side of town. I was like, oh, so Atlanta rocking with us. Like, yeah. Oh, we need to do something now. <laughs> we need to make something happen. You know what I'm saying? And then even more of a blessing, like traveling overseas mm. and seeing the same responses. Like, all right, y'all don't speak English. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Y'all don't speak English, but y'all, y'all rocking Scream CDs. Y'all rocking Hoover CDs. So it's just a brand that's just dope and just organic. You know what I mean? And I'm proud to be a part of it and, you know, uh, be one of the founders of it. I mean, being a young kid in the game, learning how to DJ, then you find yourself overseas. I mean, what the hell is that experience like, Scream? Because, I mean, other DJs out here, they DJ. Yeah. But they ain't going across no water to yeah. do no damn DJing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, mixtapes is powerful, man. Like, uh, a lot of DJs DJ, but I spend a lot of time, like, crafting and honing my craft as far as mixtapes go. Yeah. And what I what I said in my head initially was mm. that was cool, um, you know, I could pass out flyers. I could do a party. Yeah, people may or may not remember that party. When you had somebody that CD, mm-hmm. I still got like DJ Jelly, mm-hmm. DJ Monte, like Ooh Camp CD. I That's still right. got CDs. That's right. That's right. You feel me? I still got them. Like I got them. I remember when I bought this CD. What I did. What throwback jersey I bought. Mm-hmm. What I ate that day. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like a timeless moment. So what happened is, you know, my CD somehow, you know, bootlegger. Shout out to them. Made it overseas. Yeah. So I get over there, and they handed me the CD, like, sign this. Mm-hmm. How the hell did this get over here? I ain't seen it over here. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So a lot of that is just, um, you know, I salute the mixtape game. Yeah. Because when you make that classic mixtape, man, we can go all the way back to Edward J. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you make them classic mixtapes, man, they just sit with people, sit with people's hearts, and they also kind of go together with memories. Yeah. You did? What tape sits in your heart, man? Because, I mean, I know a lot of that work that you put in with that boy Future. Mm-hmm. I kind of hold those near yeah. and dear to yeah, me yeah, also, yeah. man. Man, it, all, all the tapes had a special moment. Like, uh, with Future, it was so special because it came from Rocco, who's my yeah. dog. That's so right. We, we, did swag, Rocco. we did Swag Season, and then, you know, Rocco was like, yeah, man, you know, um, I got this artist Future, man. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, man, he's dope. Yeah, and Rocco's not gonna like yell and get excited. He said <laughs> in a real calm manner. Yeah, so you check him out, man. He's dope. You know what I'm saying? So I would just observe Future a couple times in the studio, and it was like mm-hmm. he just worked, man. And everything he get, he deserved because he just worked relentlessly. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? So we went from 1,000 to Dirty Sprite, and everything just went from there. And I think it's just dope to see where he is now because he never let up. How did you feel when y'all got ready to drop that Dirty Sprite, though, man? Because, I mean, that was one of those tapes, Scream. Yeah. You know, every now and then you had one of those tapes that kind of changed the game. I kind of knew it 1,000. To be honest, yeah. I got to give credit to Rip for that because yeah. he was friends with Future at the time and still is. And, um, you know, he brought me 1,000. Like, bro, I want you to hear this. Like, yeah. I know Rocco told you you're going to do it, yeah. but I need you to do it because – so and then when I heard right. 1,000, to be honest with you, to this day, mm-hmm. I love all all of the work, and Dirty Sprite is special. Yeah. 1,000 is special. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Because it's the first one. It's like yeah. no cut on it. Ooh. It's like future straight out of Little Mexico. Here it is. From Meathead <laughs> to future, here it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to salute that. And I, I, 1,000 is special to me. I can you know that. Now, I mean, the work that you did with Shouty Low, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was some good work over there also, man. I mean, what was it like getting in the booth with that man? I mean, you know, uh, what Low was like barely a rapper. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wanted to do a mixtape. He had three records. And I said, we're going to need at least eight, Low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't make all them songs scream. Mm-hmm. We, you trying to get me to be a rapper. Like, when you put a mixtape, you got to be a rapper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the beauty of it, man, sitting over there on 2610 with the whole squad and, and Low Man was like, he just started going in there just talking. 
rappers. Yeah. Like he would talk to you. Like he wasn't really, I'm trying to be a rapper, writing everything. He just started talking what he knew. You know what I mean? So a lot of that was like a record like Dun Dun. If you know the recording process, it was just like, all right, this was on my mind today. You know what I'm saying? Like, they know it was just a, a happy record. Mm-hmm. I took that and leaked it because he was like, man, it sounds like a New York record. I was like, all right, cool. Let me get a verse. I'll be back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me Let get me one get of the Let me get this hit up out of here. Yeah, right exactly. Man. I'll be back. You know what I mean? So, nah, shout out to uh, Low Man. And, uh, that that was special. And, and, and to see right now, like, he still does shows. He's got uh, a new record with Future. Yeah. He's got more new music coming in. He created a work ethic where he fell in love with music, you know what I'm saying? Because he comes from the streets, so it's dope mm-hmm. to see that he still embraces the music, still has fans, you know, Dun Dun and Daynora records that they're here yeah, they're forever, Southern classics, you know what I'm saying? Being in the mixtape game, watching it go from flat-out hand-to-hand combat with press copies to this digital game now, yeah. I mean, how do you feel about that whole transition? I think it's necessary, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, me personally, I still like CDs. Mm-hmm. If you really want me to listen to music, give me a CD. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm. I'm finna be talking on my phone. I'm not plugging in my phone, <laughs> listening to music. I need to be talking on my yeah. phone while I'm driving. That's right. I mean? And I don't multitask well, so either I'm talking on my phone <laughs> or I'm listening <laughs> to music. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think it's necessary, man. That's another thing. Um, when I went to, uh, on a European tour, mm-hmm. at, at that time, you know, everything came from like live mixtapes. Live mixtapes, they're all on live mixtapes, and they're getting all your CD, your your, uh, your music, and I'm I'm going over here thinking like, all right, let me scale it back, let me go back six months or a year. Yeah, they're like, no, nah, man, you that's old, man. Play, play what just came out last week. Like the Ooh. internet is powerful. Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? So I, I salute the digital, but let's also remember that you're gonna need some type of paper trail, some CDs, some flyers, something. I just think that's necessary. So now with that being said, though, also scream, I mean, as the brand continued to grow, I mean, you look at me, you get a major contract, man. I mean, mm-hmm. what was that feeling like? And what? how did you feel being able to take it from just a street-level thing into mm-hmm. the corporate buildings, man? No, nah, it was dope, man. It's something that, uh, I'm going to be honest, I already envisioned it. Like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to get a record deal. At mm-hmm. this point, I'm gonna, uh, you know, at this rate, I'm going to get a record deal. I just didn't know it was going to go down like that. Like, it was kind of like, you know, Ross moves expeditiously. Mm-hmm. It was like phone call Monday, fly to his house Tuesday morning, deal next week. Yeah, it's not like you know, it's like all right, this is what we're gonna do. This is how we're gonna do it. Everything was calculated. Like Ross is very calculated. So I'm like, man, it's so immaculate. Yeah, it's working for Meek and what? Like, I can't really see. You know what yeah. I'm saying like, and I'm a fan of what's going on. So it was it was dope, man. And, and I salute Atlanta Records. Like we we put out some good records. You know yeah. What I'm saying? It's hard to put out a DJ album. It's a lot of work. It's like all hands on, and we we couldn't get to the point of actually getting a full body of work out. But we did put out some good records. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We 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 did uh build. I built relationships with those people in the building that mm-hmm. I'm still cool with. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's big. It's cool, man. And I salute them for the work they did uh, for me, and I'm sure they salute me for being a part of the team. And you know yeah. I support them and play their records and break their artists too because mm-hmm. they know my value. So it's dope. How have you been able to? implement that stuff that you learned over there into what you got going on now you know the thing man to be honest um because we, we not only did like the shawty low mixtape mm-hmm. we did like some marketing for that too me and rip um i kind of already knew how it operated mm-hmm. so when i went in there it's kind of like okay i know how it operates it's a little different now because stuff is a little more digital mm-hmm. but um 
Man, you know, I, I've been in the game for a minute. I yeah. don't read every publishing book. I don't read many of contracts. I don't seen the ups and downs and this, that, and the third. So I kind of already knew how the game went. Mm-hmm. It was more about just building relationships with the people. Like, you know, sometimes that worker at that label becomes the next CEO of another situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that's dope just to see, like, uh, the progression of certain people who start mm-hmm. off one way. And they, you know, they might be kind of quiet in the corner. Those exactly. are people you got to get cool with. Exactly. Quiet people in the corner because they become Steve Jobs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I kind of already knew how the, the situation was going to work. Who are some of the quiet people in the corner that you saw in the game that you kind of put your finger on? You said that guy going to be somebody. As far as a rapper? Rapper. Um, I wouldn't call him quiet in the corner, but I was, I was around when Chains was going from Titty Boy to Chains mm-hmm. and he had his work ethic and. I would go listen to records, and he would talk real big. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if everybody else believed him, but I believed him. Like, <laughs> man, I believe what you're saying is like accurate. Like, yeah. I believe in you. You know what I mean? Now, I was a little the day he said he was gonna be two chains. I was a little thrown because I'm like, man, yeah. I like Titty Boy. I'm titty Boy. <laughs> well, you can't say Titty on the radio and this exactly. and that and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? So, uh, that's one example of somebody. Believe it or not, like. I, I kind of always believed in uh, Walker. Yeah. You know, Walker was like, you know, just down with Gucci, like the goon type mm-hmm. situation, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, when he when he first hit me, like, man, I'm going to send you a record, you know, I didn't even take it lightly. Like, I want to hear this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he obviously has a story yeah. that I want to hear and that the world might want to hear, you know what I'm saying? So that's just a couple That's just a couple examples of people kind of laying in the cut and becoming now, along with Future. You, a question, you know what I'm saying? Though. What is it that you think that you that allowed those artists to kind of step from behind those big ass shadows? Now, right. was it a, a scream mixtape that did it, or what was it that really got them out from behind them shadows? In Atlanta, man, I'm gonna be honest. Um, and this was told to me by a couple artists. It's kind of like one of the things you want is a scream or or a hood rich mixtape. That's right. You know what I'm saying it just comes with a certain sound. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I mean the streets respect it. Mm-hmm. It's generational. It's not just one generation now. It's like two going on three almost, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you go way back to, um, people don't got to remember, like I did Crime on mixtapes, yeah. Trillville mixtapes, came came forward and did like Shotty Low Rocco mixtapes, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And came forward, did Amigos mixtape, mm-hmm. shouts to Corey B. Ray G, mm-hmm. Rich Forever, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like all of these projects, Juicy J, which was a different world. Like <laughs> I believed in him from top to bottom because I was just a Juicy J fan, so yeah. it was like, when it's like Juicy J coming back, everybody like, you talking about Juicy J from 3-6 Mafia? I'm like, yeah, he yep. he really that guy right now. Y'all need to peep for him. You know what I'm saying? So it's just something that, uh, you know, artists get excited about. Mm-hmm. And I get just as excited working with new artists. Like, it was exciting working on the Migos. Like, yeah. They were excited. Like, okay, we got Scream on our tape. But for me, it's like, man, this the new young dudes. You know what exactly. I'm saying? So it's just as exciting for me. And I'm always, like, looking out. You know what I'm saying? Who were some of the like. artists that you were excited about that you knew were gonna blow up too? Besides the ones that kind of stepped out from the shadows. What do you mean, like a uh, like a Soldier Boy? Did Did you feel like that Soldier Boy was gonna go national and Colin, take the world Colin, by storm? Colin, Colin Parker could tell you the Soldier Boy story, man. I was DJing at Club Q, uh, over in uh, Cobb County. Yeah, and uh, you know when I first heard the record, you know I would be on MySpace and everything, mm-hmm. and I just kind of sat back like, hmm, this is different. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. The people around me are like, "What's up with you, dog? You like you you're in the kitty music now?" Scream like, "Hey, I'm in the good music, man." Mm-hmm. And this man's making hits. Yeah, you know I'm saying he's making hits for the youth, and I respect his business ability. So, yeah, when we did that tape, like, I, I just hit Collie Park. Mm-hmm. Like, Yo, I want to do tape, bro. 
Man, screen, we ain't got that. We ain't finna pay. You ain't pay me nothing. <laughs> I want to say, like, the soldier boy is riding. Yeah. You know what I mean, and we just built a relationship from there. From that time until now, I mean, what do you think has sustained your longevity in the game, man? Because a lot of DJs didn't make it past two or three years. You know, because coming from the bottom screen, yeah, there's not a lot of money at the bottom, okay? And money is a lot of our motivation. Yeah, it can't be the only motivation. Yeah. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I ain't achieved my dreams, man. I, I want to be able to uh, change some of the communities in Atlanta. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to uh, inspire more DJs. Like, mm-hmm. it was so – I know Spin since he was before teenager. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and when I see his progression and what he did, and he did it. I don't take credit for it. He did it. It yep. just makes me happy just to be a part of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And just to say, hey, bro, don't do this. Then you can do it quicker because I made this mistake because I did make mistakes. Well, now nah, you ain't going to say don't do this in this room. You got to say don't do what? Well, I'm saying like, you know, like, okay, if if, if you're a DJ, right? Mm-hmm. Saying that, saying the market of Atlanta, and this might not apply um, especially just to him, but we were kind of talking about this off air. Like, yeah. it's, it's it, you know, no, as a DJ, people don't kind of understand that. Let me put it this way. People don't know DJs got bills. Yeah. Right? So then you get into situations with promoters and this, then the third, this, then the third, this, then the third. But what you got to realize is, all right, do you want to get $1,000 for a party mm-hmm. with 100 people there? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to take half of that and DJ for 2,000 people? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got to kind of know the promotional value of stuff. You got to know when when to say, I. I need to. There's gonna be a lot of people here. Yeah. I need to make my. I need to make my way in here and show my behind. Yeah. And then somebody gonna call me and give me some money once exactly. I show one of them two thousand people gonna exactly. call me for some a wedding found something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And pay me. You know what I'm saying? So that's just another thing I instill like in hood rich like knowing when you need to go be where and do what and just yeah. show your talent. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, how important is it for you to mentor the up-and-coming DJs inside the Hood Rich brand, though, too, and not just have them in there and not really be showing them nothing? Be honest with you, man. If you call, like, any DJ, it ain't even about just the Hood Rich brand. Yeah. Like, if you if you DJ, if you Academy, you Coalition, yeah. you these are labels. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're, at the end of the day, we play for teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we all know that some of the people that play for teams and sports are friends with people on other teams Everywhere. it is yeah. what it is you know what i'm saying we got to preserve the dj culture so i need all of them to be dope mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like for real for real because it helps the whole thing stand up we already up against apple music yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it's like we gotta no i empower djs i i'm i'm fans of just dope djs and young djs doing their thing how do you feel having to battle those giants like apple music i mean coming into the game and i mean just making a big ass splash with mm-hmm. I mean, they got they got a lot more money. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you can't really fight it. I think it's cool. You know, the artist playlist and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't get too deep into hating on Paris Hilton DJing <laughs> in Vegas, even though it should be my money. Oh, <laughs> uh, but 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 you know you know what it is, man. What I learned is things are gonna change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, things are gonna change, and you can either complain about them or you can do something about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Things are gonna change, so. Uh, I think it's dope, and I think with podcasts, I think progressively, like, uh, a lot of DJs are going to get an opportunity through Apple Music. Hopefully they make it that way. You know what I'm saying? That's just the new wave. That's just the future. Streaming is here. It's not the future anymore, actually. It's here. You know what I'm saying? So we have to figure out a way to adjust. Like, one of the things that I was a part of that people didn't understand was satellite radio. Mm -hmm. All right, well, I was on satellite radio before. It was cool. 
You know what I'm saying? So you got to be ahead of the wave. Like, you can't really. So what made you go ahead and make that move and transition into satellite radio even before you got on terrestrial radio? I mean, they called me, you know what I'm saying? And they understood the vision. It was like, yo, your mixtapes? Yeah. We want that on air. Nothing different. And at Mm. the time, that was my biggest thing with radio, period, regardless. It could be internet radio. Mm -hmm. I don't want to compromise my sound. I don't care if I got 30 fans. Yeah. I want them fans. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm exactly. I want them fans. So, you know, um, I did that. And, um, you know, uh, eventually, you know, locally, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, as, as that buzz building everything, shouts to Bill Black. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he he brought me in here hot, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and basically was like, your mixtape? I want that. On air. Exactly. But no cursing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but no yeah. cursing. You know what I'm saying. So everything moves how it's supposed to. But let's let's not be afraid of title and Apple Music and Spotify and all that because it's here. We can't defeat it. Let's figure out how to join it and make it bigger for everybody. Exactly. And you get a lot of street music on title too, man. Ooh, I think there's a lot of music on there that ain't supposed to be on there. Are you serious? You get a lot of street music on title, man. You you might get that future dirty sprite of one thousand on title. It's <laughs> a lot of mixtape music on title. Now, what do you think about some DJs putting the money as the motivation, killing the game at the same time because good music ain't even been able to get through Right. because they are the vessel to which it gets to the streets and to the masses, but yeah. they so busy trying to be funny as far as <laughs> distributing the music on a mixtape. Right. You see what I'm saying? What yeah. do you think about that? Because sometimes we can hurt ourselves doing that. You can, you can, you can. Money is a necessity. You got to yeah. live, you know what I mean? People need to know that um, – DJs have bills, producers mm-hmm. have bills, everybody has bills. You should respect that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, uh, when, when you're dealing with music, it's a little different. It's, it's not just black and white business. It's creativity. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So if you uh, I mean, if you compromise the creativity for some money, then you're just not going to be making money that long. Yeah. It's that simple. Like, I, I can't even really think of another way to, you know what I mean, elaborate on it. Like, it is what it is. Exactly. Like, you, you just, you, like money I talk I talk to people all the time and like money, nine to five, money, money. We get it. <laughs> Trust me, if I have I've had three dollars in my pocket. Before. Yeah. I have two, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's like what's you gonna stand for? You feel what I'm saying? What's you what you gonna be remembered for if, if you ain't here tomorrow? Ooh. You feel what I'm saying? Ooh. So it's like the money the money gonna come. See, and the and the other thing I always say is, man, people make money. Yeah. People mismanage their money. Everybody make a little money. <laughs> you know what I mean? People I ain't got no money. Yeah. You don't have no money you did have. Yeah. I had bought some J's. <laughs> and some chains. See that? And I went to Magic City. Mm-hmm. Only live once. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't mismanage your money, man. When I had that $3, yeah. I remember putting my little money on the kitchen table. Like, man, I got to flip this legally. Yeah. I got to flip this. Like, this got to turn into something. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Use that as motivation. Remember those days. You know what I'm saying? Because those are actually some of the... I'm not nobody's saying they want to go back to being broke, but those are some of the days when you remember how you built your character and everything. Building that character, though, man, what kept you focused during those times? Because I think that's one of the biggest hurdles that people out here in the streets that want to achieve greatness face. Yeah. They get into the game and they realize this ain't going to be easy. Nah. They realize it's going to be a long way. And see, personally, I tell folks, you got two ways. Mm-hmm. Either you can stand up. Mm-hmm. And do it yourself, mm-hmm. but you're gonna have to work hard as hell, mm-hmm. or you're gonna have to get your politician on. Yeah. And I said, whichever one, it, but I said, don't think that just because you're a politician, it's gonna be easy. Yeah. You're gonna go with some mental strain on that side, too. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's the moment when you when you put in your head, you know what? I ain't finna lose. Yeah. That's it. 
Mm-hmm. And that, that, that came to me like, you know what? I don't been through so much. It can't get too much worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't finna lose. Oh, it's gonna, y'all gonna have to go through hell getting me to be a loser. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just kind of come to that moment where it's like, you know, ain't nobody gonna go harder than me. Exactly. And you just kind of find yourself, and it's like, all right, I ain't got no money. I ain't, I ain't never had no money. Yeah. So, I don't know what it's like to have money. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, weigh it out, man. The money gonna come from somewhere, just be versatile. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I knew at a certain point as a hip hop DJ, I could be one of the top 10 in the nation. Mm-hmm. I look on Forbes, I don't see no hip hop DJs. Mm. It ain't gonna come from that. I gotta get into production. Yeah. I gotta open me a business. Yeah. I gotta diversify this because it's, you're not, it, it's no hip hop <laughs> DJs on Forbes top 20. Yeah. And it stops at three million or four million. You know what I mean? Yeah. We talking about we ain't see DJ Khaled on it. Yeah. So it's like, all right, now we, now we got to be smart. Even Khaled has di- diversified his business. and mm-hmm. Everybody's diversifying their business and saying, hey, look, you know what I mean? You got to bring money from, from different places and just learn from the entrepreneurs like Diddy mm-hmm. and, and, and like Jay-Z and all these people that are top of Forbes that say, hey, if I had to just depend on my music, to be this rich, I wouldn't be this rich. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? You ain't never lied. Lastly, man, Gripping Grain. Gripping Grain, Where man. Where can they get that thing? iTunes, iTunes, man. It's on iTunes. It's on Google Music. It's on Vivo if you want to watch the video. It's on Revolt. It's on MTV. It's on. It's everywhere, man. You know what I'm saying? I took my time yeah. with the release of it. Mm-hmm. Made sure the video was ready when the song came out so I could hit the fans with whatever they wanted to see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and we wanted to make sure we, we wrote it out right so that everybody could just enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Definitely- and shout out to whoever leaked it Friday, too, because it came out a little early. Oh, that's cold, man. <laughs> I mean, them leakers is always somewhere ready to get It came out a little record. early, but I ain't really mad at you, dog. Everything yeah. happened how it's supposed to happen. But shout out to whoever leaked it. I can definitely dig it. How can folks get in contact with you? Oh, you know, I'll be on the Twitter, man. DJ Scream, DJ Scream TV. You know what I'm saying? Just. Hit me up, or you know, if you're in the A town, you see me around, you know how I go. I can definitely dig it, man. Yeah, appreciate you coming through this thing, my dog. Out, big shout out to Beehive, man. <laughs> big shout out to my dog Beehive. Real A town things going on right here.